Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. Good to be back here recording this podcast. I've been away for the week. Alex Miller, very, very appreciative of you boys doing a great job with it. Uh, we missed you last week, Cap, but very happy to have you back. And um, I tell you what, I had the heat on me last week with Team of the Week, so good that you're back. And Docs AA always is a, is a beautiful segment. We love it, but very massive episode. Can't get stuck into it. Very massive episode. No, no, no heat at all, mate. Did a very, very good job with the team of the week and everything. So I was very happy to hear that. Uh, done justice. Alex Doherty, um, good to have the three of us all here back again. But yes, lots of big headlines out of the AFLW this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And probably none more so than, well, I suppose Matty Prispark is currently engaged in the tribunal as we speak. Um, but also uh, Michael Pryor. Gee whiz. <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh, he's had an absolute mare, boys. Um, I mean, of his own doing, Miller. Um, it's not the first stupid comment this bloke's made. Uh, but if you if you haven't heard it throughout the week, uh, Mickey Pryor, post-Sunday's game, uh, after the Eagles got pumped by the Ds down in the mines, um, he basically said that the fixture's unfair and they shouldn't be playing against Melbourne. Um, well, Miller, what's <laughs> one pack here. Firstly, obviously, yes, the fixture is unfair. We're still in 10 games, but this is the first time we've actually heard a coach come out and complain about it, and he could not have possibly made himself sound like more of a wanker. Well, it's never good, (laughs) Kat, when you say what he said, but also it's even worse when no one knows who you are in the first place. That's how relevant West Coast have been, not just this year. They've been appalling, but I'm really disappointed with the comments, not just for what they were said, Doc. But for this impact, I think, on the playing group, we we actually spoke about it in our, in our group chat this morning. Um, and I, the more I've stewed on it today, I reckon can't be great for that playing group given what situation they're in currently. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't make sense because no. this is the first time this year that West Coast have played a team that finished in the top eight uh, last year. So, you know... And they only play they play West Coast, uh, they play the Western Bulldogs and they play Adelaide to close out the year. So that's three teams that finished in the top eight last year. So you can't just you know, play no one good and get away with it. I'm sorry, no. no. Well, no, you can't. You know, you make yeah. You know, it's a there's a point there to be said about the fact that it's ten games and we need to be playing at least everyone once. But gee whiz, you know, when you're playing a ten game season, you're trying to integrate the bloody competition. Exactly. You can't can't have can't have a sucker. You know, for your team's own benefit. You know. <laughs> not 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 our not the comp's fault. Your team sucks. Not not the comp fault. The team has to rely on bloody the goat tour and Charlie Roberts every week to try and make things a little bit more respectable. Yeah, it's it's just disgraceful. Like I guess considering as well, Miller, where other teams have been at, you know, throughout this year. Like Port in three of their first four games played Adelaide, Brisbane, and Geelong. Mm. I haven't heard. Absolutely nothing from Lauren Arnell about the strength of their their fixture, and the same thing for Hawthorne. They played Melbourne and Brisbane back to back, and Beck Goddard said nothing. But you know, it's good challenge, good learning experience for the girls. And what do you know? Hawthorne come out, pushed St Kilda all the way last week, and this week, um, get the win over the Swans. So clearly, teams are better for it, getting that development against the best. So. Um, I don't know how Michael Pryor thinks his team's going to improve. They don't try and play against teams up the top of the ladder because guess what, mate? In a few years' time, you're going to be doing that every week. So uh, suck it up. Took the words right out of my mouth with that. I, I think that you can only get better by playing the best. And and that's the key. And you look, as you said, what Port have taken out of their losses. They haven't they haven't had a great season win-loss, but at least they've tried an effort in all those games. And Hawthorne have been probably the best out of the three we're speaking about. I think they've been really good. Every week, Doc, come to the party, and it's probably a large result of you, you, you compare them. Uh, like you look at Beck God and you look at Mick Pryor, and you look at the way they're coaching, very similar groups. I know probably West Coast are a little bit worse, but look at what Beck's trying to do to get the best out of the group. And you don't feel that urge, that desire from, from Pryor. And I think that's really, as I said, you know, affecting the group more than anything, and possibly should, should come with his job getting chopped. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll put it to you like this: with with his job security, if it wasn't the fa- wasn't for the fact that West Coast have had like three coaching changes in like as many years, then yeah, he probably would have been out in his ass by now, and he probably still will be. Do you reckon uh, end of the year, Doc? He's gone. Sure. I think I Has think end of, I think end of the season. That's him. You can't yeah. have no. can't have that sort of influence running running around with Spot. the younger players in particular. I mean, you, you've summed it up brilliantly. I mean, the attitude that Beck Goddard has had with her players and. You know, yeah, I, th- I think they've got a better litigation of stars ar- around that around that Hawthorne team. But 
they still rely on their um their you know their 16th, 17th, 18th players on the field to yeah. go in and get it done. I mean, just look what happened to Christy Stratton on the weekend. She's yeah. played the game. She's played the game of her life. Implemented herself yeah. to the to the whole strategy of the situation. You don't see a Jess Sedgenry do that. You don't see a, an Emma Humphreys do that at West Coast. So, I agree. This this is it for uh, Michael Pryor, and he's he's had it, he's had it coming for too long. I mean, the, the the comments he made about the Pride Guernsey last year, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that that sort of I think I think a lot of people haven't forgotten about that. And I don't no. think a lot of people will forget about this as long as he still has a coaching job. Spot on, Doc. Spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot for West Coast to answer for, but. Um, like I said as well before, Doc, a bit of tribunal news too. Maddie Prispark is hopefully going to be getting off her one-week suspension. I can only believe that was a week. Uh, I just watched it again and um, it kind of – she gets sort of pulled down by the momentum. I think it's Hosking who um, yeah, she tackles. Yeah. Um, and, and Hosking's already running towards her, running towards the ground. There's too much momentum and there's no way she's going to be able to brace and, and stop her from hitting the ground. Yeah, she knew what so. she was doing, Kat, as well, Hosking. Yeah, I, I, think, I think she'll get <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, just another one of the mental mind games uh, between her and Mads. And Najwa Ellen as well, boys, handed the biggest suspension we've seen in the AFLW three weeks um, following her, um, what, what was the incident? Doc? It was sort it was, of a hit it, off the it, ball. It, 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 the it, was, it was a bump on Kirsten McLeod that yeah, was still it sort of concussed, didn't it? Yeah, that, that concussed her. I think it was the opening quarter of that game. So look, it was it was in play, and it sort of re- reminded me of the the Zane Cordy bump that left a that left the Giants fella concussed last year mm. uh, in in the men's, where I think she had the momentum and it. And I think Kirsten McLeod didn't see it coming, and she just forced the, the, yeah. the a little bit of whiplash, so to speak. And you know, th- th- those ones are unfortunate. But you know, if they hit the head, they hit the head, and that's Spot it. Yeah. Um, you know, Nardwell has still got a duty of care. You know, I don't think it's malicious, and I, and no, I think, no. and I think it's been graded, you know, as such. I think it was careless conduct. Yeah. So you know, I don't think it was malicious, but still, if you hit the head, you hit the head. And yeah. Kirsten McLeod's got a already a lengthy history of concussion, so. Um, no doubt, she, well, she's not going to play this week, but I don't think she'll play again this year. No. Yeah, makes things very interesting for a Crows backline that's already had a couple of players um, out of it this year. So, might be interesting for them considering they play the Lions this week too. That'll make yeah. it real <laughs> Saturday. That's a fascinating game, that one. No, no, no Abby Ballard either is going to make it very oh. interesting considering the fact that she held Ellie Blackburn to five touches before she went down with that knee injury. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about those when we get to the tips later on. But let's talk a couple of teams out of this weekend. We'll start positive first, boys, because uh, it might <laughs> take a little while with the other one. But um, Geelong, Doc, uh, good to see them um, with, a, with a good win this week over Frio. They've been maybe a little bit patchy the past few weeks. Obviously, two losses in a row. Um, Melbourne absolutely doing them in. And then we managed to squeeze the life out of them uh, down in Warrnambool. But... Um, they're back on the winners list. That they're still within um, the finals consideration, but um, it gets interesting for them from here because they've got a few teams around them that are that are really pushing. Yeah, well, yeah, I think Patchy's probably the best way to describe it, Miller. I think last week was particularly disappointing. I think we may have mentioned it on the podcast uh, against Essendon. Very winnable game of Warnable. You know the history against Essendon. You know in that same venue the year before. Um, they were very, very, very wanting. I think, in a, in a sense, yeah. and maybe it's because they're st- st- still trying to integrate players like Shelley Scott and Rebecca Webster back into this team, who've missed the start of the year with uh, with a bit of an injury spell. So, yeah, oh, look, it was, it was a much better effort, and I think they're just sort of trying to getting everything together. I mean, I thought they dominated territory a lot of the game. You know, six goals, eleven to three five. They could, they should have won this game by a hell of a lot more than four goals, considering the. Um, Considering the circumstances, I mean, look if if they can get everything right in the next few weeks, I mean, we, I'm just going to have a look at their their then their run home. Well, Richmond and Collingwood the next two, or Collingwood yeah. this week, Richmond following that, and then they finish with Hawthorne at home. Yeah, so I mean, that's three winnable games there, all things considered. I mean, the game against Collingwood probably going to be the most difficult one of the lot. Um, if they can win all three of these games, they get a they get themselves a good launch pad into finals. Yeah, I think so, and that, that'll be the thing, Doc. They'll be aiming to make the finals, and I think that we talked about them in terms of they started the season really well and had a bit of a dip, as we mentioned, but I think the real standout thing, Cat, has been the forward line this year. I was really impressed on the weekend. I got to watch this game in full, and 
I liked the way they went about it. They obviously kicked the you know eleven behinds, which didn't help, but their efficiency in terms of you know linking up from midfield straight into forward line with their marking was outstanding. They took, I think it was how many marks inside forward fifty sixteen. 16 marks to three in general and 56 for the game. So that was the two and 10 contested marks to two. So that kick straight, it would have been a completely different game. And also the um, tackles inside 50 boys, 23 to 12. So again, Geelong are doing lots, really nice football. Well, I think the, the defense has always been really solid. And we saw last year that even when they weren't kicking scores, they were still managing to hold up really well. So they sort of look like they've got it all together and, you, you, you summed it up well, Doc, with the integration of the players. I think that it's just a matter of time before all the things in the blender start to gel and mm-hmm. um, Geelong look really on because they've got a great age profile, Cat, more than anything, I think, for the list. Yeah, they do. Um, and, you know, you talk about the forward line. It's great that they've got a number of really genuine targets in there. Scott, um, we've mentioned heaps, and we know Doc's love for Shelley Scott. Um, but <laughs> oh, Jackie Parry, Jackie Parry as well, I don't want the year she's had to go overlooked. Um, she's been so important and really has almost rejuvenated her career completely. Um, she's been a serviceable forward, I think, for a lot of her time in the AFLW, but she's been a really important piece of the, the Cats when they're firing. Started the season with six goals in two weeks. Um, it's been a little bit quiet since then, but um, she's still playing an important role in this team. Shear, obviously, two goals, three for her on the weekend, and Maloney as well, Doc, four behinds. Um, They just need to clean this up. 2-7 last week as well against us. They're having good chances at goal. They're just not converting. You you summed it up there, Kat. If they can, I mean, between Shear, Maloney, and Shelley Scott, that's 13 shots on goal that they had on the weekend. And they They, they kicked three three by 10 goals. And they kicked three goals, nine, Miller. Yeah. Yep. Between the three of them, if they tidy that up, they are uh, they are as good of a team as any as anyone to win this flag this They're year. They're top I mean, four, Doc. If they tidy it up, in my yep, opinion, absolutely. I mean, Maloney. I think a lot of people have spoken the praises of, and I think we need to give her props as well because, you know, first season in the competition, she just looks like a born natural forward. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing, Doc, considering her, her size and everything. You know, she never and picked up a footy until a month out before the season started. Um, and she's a key position player too. Not something easy to come in in your first season um, from a different sport. So she's been awesome um, this year. But, uh, I, I mean, look, the, the Cats, I think I've also been impressed about the, the back line this year too, Miller. We've spoken about Claudia Gunjaka a fair bit, but just players taking leaps. Chantelle Emmonson is, is one of the, and I think I said it uh, at the start of the year, she is probably top two best small defenders in the comp. Um, at the moment. I, I'd have her up with Sophie Casey as, as the best lockdown and rebounding as well. She's been great at it as well. Um, they just added a different layer coming together and um, giving them avenues to, to rebound out of defence, which they've never really been good at historically Geelong. They, they used to have um, pretty poor kicking out of the back line, all things considered, but they're totally different in that way now. I think Beck Webster as well, Kat, she's another one down there. I've been really impressed with her. We, we speak about her, I feel like, <clears throat> pretty much every season um, of the AFW. She's been great. And you wouldn't think that, you know, she's still so young. I think she's twenty, just turned 22. So she's still got a massive career ahead. But she looks like really assertive, Doc, I think, from a leadership point of view down back. And I, I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if we see her involved in the leadership group down the line as maybe a, even a vice-captain or a captain. That'd be great, I reckon, because she's got that real sort of presence and demeanour where if Webster says, I will jump, because she, she's she got that energy and that vibe about her. I've just really loved her season in general. She's a gutsy runner, isn't she? Uh, yeah. I, lo- I love watching watching her run. There's a few of them that, that possess such a great running capacity, and we talk about a player like Michaela Bowen, who probably hasn't had as big a year as she did last year, but she still has a bit of a presence on the wing that makes a lot of opposition sort of be wary of where she runs and where her running patterns lie. You know, you look at and you look at the you know the bottom half of that that you know that list. I mean, Zali Friswell's still working into the mm. system. Rachel Rachel Kearns is sort of in and out of this team, but she 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 has a lot of something to her game, and you've got. Good role players there, you know. Sermon was brought in to be a, a you know a, a menace in in the forward half. You've got Crockett Grills who can play forward mid, um, and you've also got you know players like Gunjaka who are still finding their way into the system. And you know, got and players and players as well that are waiting in the wings like Annabelle Johnson. We talked about you know how Geelong haven't been able to find 
you know, those sort of players who can kick the kick their way out of defensive 50, but, you know, it's those sort of players that can do it. Yep. Yeah, I, I was surprised, Doc, that she um, hasn't had much opportunity throughout this year, but um, I think she'll break her way back in eventually, Johnson. Um, she'll 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 get back there. <laughs> She's good enough to. Uh, just the backline's been operating very very well so far across this year. Um, really, I think that there's it's only really the ruck now. I think Miller that they've got to address. Erin Hall coming back in has been good. She's good for the hitouts, but. Um, she's really not much of a presence around the contest or around the ground. Darby's okay when she's up forward, but um, I also think she's probably um, not really a second string ruck anywhere else in the league. So I, I, I think this draft, you, you, if you're Geelong, you're looking to maybe develop and, and bring in a young ruck from um, under 18s to, to develop and grow because they really need someone to, to match the likes of, uh, you know, on your tire. Didn't have a best game aerially, but she was really strong again this week. And, Better teams that they'll kill you if they let you in the rock. Where's Liv Fuller at, Cat? Because she hasn't gotten a game under you know since Aaron Hawes made her way back into the team. So I'm yeah. starting to I'm starting to worry whether or not she's got a place in this Geelong team uh, in 2024. I think delisted. You have to say Miller at the end of the year. She can't yeah. break in at the moment. Well, that's right. She's not breaking in at all. That's a great call from both of you. I think that you know she's got real worries in terms of it all. So. I, I agree, Kat. I think they need to go young, but I wouldn't mind them targeting someone in the trade period. I, I think that that's, as you said, one thing they definitely need to address and they can round that out. The only big thing with the um, comp is that teams are very reluctant to give away their, their quality rucks, which is understandable because there's some absolute A-graders in, in the competition. So they're probably best off going to the draft, going hard, at, as, as you said, as a young at a youngster and then building them up and just you know, saying okay, from there because that's pretty much yeah, they're missing piece because they've got the blend, as I said, that's working really well, and I think it's been a good learning step this year. And I think you summed it up really nicely, Doc, when you said if they can round out their scoring, they're going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with for a, for a long time ahead. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, the Cats are every chance to to win the last three games, and I think can. I think they can make a bigger splash on the finals because they would have had that experience from last year. And, you know, if they can if they can push themselves into a home final uh, this year, I think they can go at least to the, the last six. Will it be enough to get top four for Geelong if they win their last three? Uh, that's a good question. You're probably, you're probably relying on Brisbane to drop out. Of, of any of them, I can't see the three above dropping out of the top four. And Brisbane no. play Adelaide and, and Melbourne in their last three. Yeah, I can't see anything other than Brisbane potentially dropping out. But even then, I think, shit, Brisbane were good. Uh, they responded well against the Suns on the weekend. So, you know, I wouldn't count them out by any means either. Miller, what do you reckon? Uh, I think... I don't think they'll... I don't think they can make the four. Not now, no. I think it'll be tough, though. They could... But I just think I don't know. I look. We look at. We, we spoke about last week. You know where the benchmark is, and there's four teams that are really good. I think that still Adelaide and Melbourne are the teams to beat, but North are, are really there and and going to be there to stay. So oh, it's going to be interesting. What do you say, Cat? I think I think they could make it, but I, I, I think they end up losing their qualifying final pretty yeah, handily to whoever finishes on top and. I mean, they've probably got enough quality to win a semi-final against one of the... Whoever finishes in the bottom half of the eight, I don't think will be prelim ready yet. No. Geelong have that finals experience from last year, even if only a little bit of it. Um, so I think they could probably go through a prelim maybe. Um, yeah, but cool. Time will tell. <laughs> Still three weeks to go. <laughs> Other end of the coin, uh, we got to talk about the Tigers, boys. Uh, uh, I was amazed we haven't talked about them all year. It's about time. I've been been trying to campaign this for about two weeks. Um, Miller, it was a, it was not great, not great on the weekend. Let's let's be real. Um, we've spoken about it for a while now. I think off air that there's a few players that are cracking in hard every week. Mon well, Conti, Mon Conti has been doing it. Grace Egan, despite her ball use, has been doing it. Kate Dempsey has. Ayla Sheeran has. And it kind of drops off a fair bit from there. What have you seen over the, I think, kind of the past month or so has kind of been where it's all sort of fallen apart. And you're a bit patchy that's the start of the year, but from there it really hasn't gotten better. 
I think lackadaisical, Cat, and sort of a lot of players going through the motion. And the motion is not resulting in much besides disappointment and frustration for me. I mean, the midfield, you mentioned Greg and Mon, but where are the rest of them? I mean, I, I was the numbers from the weekend are telling oh, and geez. absolutely huge. And these are great numbers from, from your girls, Cat. They're outstanding. Clearances plus 10 to Essendon. Um plus eight at stoppage clearances. The contested possession, plus 23 to the Bombers. Um, and also the marks, 50 to 29 um, in Essendon's favour. And I just felt like every second of this game, we were chasing. And, and that is the difference between going out there and saying, all right, we're going to do our best to win and we're going to go do our best to limit <laughs> what could be a slaughter. And this game could have easily gotten away from us a lot more, I think, in my opinion. But just too many passengers, Doc, I, I think. And it's just a result of, you know, I feel like we're way too reliant on Mon playing well because even when she is playing well, the others are saying, ah, oh, well, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot, isn't it? I think, look, I think you can't discount the, the number of injuries that your team has had. I mean, it's the second week in a row you've had to rely on a top-up player to – Field aside, mm-hmm. I mean, this week was Lauren Caruso. I thought actually tried well playing out of position. I yeah, mean, she had a go. I thought. Not, I don't think she's a she's a half forward sort of type. She's more better suited as a as a half back. She had a, she you know she won the best on ground the VFLW playing across half back. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. But Caitlin Grice didn't play. Jess Hosking's still about a Good. month away. Uh, I know, I know, I know, Miller, but she's still uh, best. Yeah, but what, unbelie- no, no, you, unbelievably, Doc, unbelievably, she's still a best 21 player. Um, what's, she, what's, she done, what's she done this year? Oh, look, she's taken a couple of good contested grabs and has botched about four shots oh. from the top of the top of the goal square. The frustrating thing is, Doc, we know how good she is and we haven't seen a slither of the cake yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, East, and you've got other players out there too. You know, Ellie McKenzie's probably the big one. Uh, geez, you, you talk about midfield death, but, geez, you – that only can be completely changes the midfield if she comes in. That's true. Like, completely. Yep. Yep. It yep, will become absolutely. a different team with her in there. Yep. Absolutely. And I'd like to ask you about Gabby Seymour, which I know we've been sort of raving about it on the chat. And Kat, I know you'll have words as well. But last week she didn't attend a centre bounce against the Suns. And this week she was assigned with running on, running with Bonnie Toogood. You know, well, what, it, allows, it allows Poppy Kelly to play more minutes in the ruck, which in a sense you can understand. But... You've got a player who last year was probably in the top five of the competition in terms of sort of not only ruck craft, but can actually play about three or four different positions on the ground. She's a multi-tool player. What do you? What does she do? What is Ferguson doing playing her as a key back? Um, feel like losing his job is what he uh, what he's doing. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, Doc. There's no explanation for me, and there's not. Well, sorry, there's no reasonable explanation from me. Um, I, I don't understand it, and I think it was in matchup that was. Clearly, too easy, I think, cat for for your, your girls to exploit. Really, yeah, it was, it was. And uh, after this game, I have serious questions over Ferguson's coaching ability. I know that availability is one thing; you can only do what you have with the players you got. But the backline is the most well-stocked group of any line on the ground at the moment, um, and that says to me he's got no faith in his defenders right now. That's right. Um, we're not an overly tall forward line. We usually only run twos, Bonnie and there's and there's Magic. Um, and Bonnie's normally roaming up the ground anyway. Uh, you've got Beck Miller, Ailish Sheeran, Libby Graham, all capable of playing on key position players. And Ferg decided, no, nah, we're putting Seymour, who is a ruck, first and foremost, <laughs> onto Bonnie. I can understand aerially, yes, she's good, but she's not the one. What does that say to the back line when they say, we don't actually think any of you are good enough to play on Bonnie too good right now. We need to have a specialised role from a player who hasn't been playing in the back line for the past three years. Can I just say, can I just say, Miller, I think Libby Graham has been exposed a fair bit this year in terms of where she's allowed to play. I, I feel like if you can plonk her as a, as a stay-at-home key back, but uh, I feel like if you're playing her against somebody like a Bonnie Too Good or an Anya Tai, as I saw a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah. um, she'll she'll just get run, she'll just be run ragged off her feet. And and that's just, what I mean, uh, Doc. No faith. What's what's Graham taking away from that, Miller? If if Ferg is saying no, nah, we don't want you going anywhere near Bonnie. Yeah, well, that's right, and I, I, it comes back to confidence is the biggest thing. But you got to know your limitations as well as you as you mentioned there with Graham, Doc. I think. 
I've been really disappointed with just, yeah, not a lot of progression at the players. Um, I think Courtney Jones hasn't been really as good as I thought she was going to be. She was okay on the weekend, but just not enough coming with her uh, in terms of effort. That That's the big thing. You know what I mean? I think, I think Sarah Hosking, I mean, wasn't particularly flash either. Um, oh, she, well, Hosking's coming back from injury, so yeah, I know. But she just she didn't do a good job on Mads either. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's interesting you mentioned Jones. Uh, Kat and I were talking as well. I think it was after the game. I think it was Sunday morning, and we were talking about Jones. And well, I think I think both of us were, were in agreement that something's not something's just not quite right with her. Now yeah. we know. Now we know the whole story about why she moved from Gold Coast to Richmond. You know, to be close to her family and all that sort of stuff. But I'm I'm looking on field and. Last week against the Suns in particular, she was sort of playing out of the goal square a lot, um, which sort of speaks to me that structurally in her body, nothing, something's wrong, whether or not it's her knee that's flaring up or whether or not there's something else altogether that's flaring up. Um, I'm just not sure. She just doesn't have that same energy that no. I saw at the Suns uh, last well, remember year. Remember preseason, Miller? We saw her playing up really <laughs> high up the ground. She was playing on the wing yeah. at times, um, and she looked like she was running and moving better than ever. So I think to me it's that something has happened between – and she, she is that, – that knee has been very strapped um, for most of the season so far. So uh, I think she's got to have been playing, carrying something for a good part of this year because she, she's not moving like how we've seen her at, at Gold Coast, and it's impacting her game for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Molly Eastman's one that's had a go each week. I've been impressed with her effort um, and intensity, at least around the contest. Not 100% sure about Maddie Shevlin this year. I mean, she, yeah. she just hasn't looked like a doc in terms of her old self. We know how good she can be on her day, but just I feel like she's been off the mark a bit too much this year. There's a few players that have stagnated in this team yeah, this year. Yeah. I think Shevlin's one of them. I, I feel like, um, you know, Meg McDonald, I'm just not sure oh. what, where, where she's at. Uh, Caitlin Cox, another one who I'm not quite sure where, where she's at. And, you know, Beck Miller, I think, sort of regressed a lot. Granted, she's missed, a, she's mm. missed some time this year with the injury. But, you know, in terms of what I saw a couple of seasons ago where she looked like she was thre- threatening to be in elite, one of the game's elite intercepting defenders. Hmm. I'm just not seeing that with her this year. How'd yeah. you view Candy Brennan, Doc? I mean, you know, you, you saw her a fair bit, um, obviously, at a time of the Dodgers. What, what have you viewed of her this year? Uh, look, she's – I think, well, on on Saturday, she was actually quite good, I thought. She, she competed sort of, really well. Yeah, I think she was even thrust, thrust into the midfield a little bit, you know, got got her hands on the ball a fair bit. Six, six tackles, five clearances, 16 disposals. I mean, it's a pretty good, pretty good return, but – you know, if you're looking at the overall scheme of things, she's just gone missing too much, and yeah. I feel like the only time she does get off the get off the handle and has an impact up forward is when she's getting cheap ones, uh, cheap ones out the back, or she's getting cheap ones from her teammates uh, on, on on about forty five degrees, uh, forty five meters out. So yeah, that's true. Um, look, it just it hasn't really clicked up forward uh, this year, and I don't think it's entirely Brennan's fault. I think it's a it's an overall system and game plan. Uh, problem because we saw last year and I think we saw the year before that Brennan was actually starting to show glimpses of what of what you know why a lot of people rated her so highly um and now it's sort of regressed you know the 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 same players are standing up there's about four or five that are continually doing their bit every week and Brennan's just sort of a a, almost a victim to system yep spot on I agree with that 100 percent yeah, I think from from here, Miller injuries aside, I don't think your form's good enough for for finals. I, I think you miss from here. It's not happening. Cat, yeah. it's a fantastic air ball on the top eight. As uh, will be, will be a, a monumental <laughs> flop. Um, yeah, look, I agree with what you both said. Injuries have played a part, but effort is one thing you can coach and give always. And we've talked about it a fair bit this year with the men of West Coast. Um, and I don't know, I just haven't seen enough drive from the group to, to get better and, and do their best because it's just a lot of stagnation and uh, moping around, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Well, 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 the Tigers are three and four. They've got Hawthorne this week. They've got Geelong and Collingwood to round out the oh, season. We'll get pumped. You, you could just as easily be three and seven, Yeah, I, I feel like. And I, could see, I could see the Hawks winning this week. I, I yeah, really 100%. Off, yeah, off last week's win as well, Cat, for sure. I can too. I just think there's 
there's just not much happening forward of centre. I mean, if Grice doesn't play anyway, you know, who's kicking your goals this week? Even if she does play, she's not kicking any goals. <laughs> I, I, I think out of everyone, aside from Amelia Sear, who played an, an outstanding game. Rising Star Nom as well, good. Very Rising good Star Nom, very good. You know, I think Grice, out of her, Brennan and Jones, has looked the most dangerous of, of, of the forwards this year. But what's that saying? I mean, well, well, exactly. What, is, what does that say? If she if she kicks straight, we probably wouldn't be hanging so much shit on her. But uh, it, it's yeah, look, that's the thing though. She she's looking damaging. She's winning one on one contests. I, I feel, um, but yeah, she her kicking skills still leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, spot on. Mm. All right, let's move on, boys, to Thank one of God. our favorite segments every single Thank week. God. Who's the woman? <laughs> Uh, we need to get a bit of positivity back up in here. We've got a few uh, interesting ones this week. I'm very, very happy to see it. I'll throw it over to you first, Miller. Uh, go from your, your sadness from your team to your, your happiness of watching this woman play on the weekend. This was a great game, Cat. Very good game. I uh, sort of got to flick on and off because um, I was busy working. Uh, but I did see both her goals. Christy Stratton. Bang. She's outstanding, boys. Two goals, two. Seven disposals to go along with three tackles, one mark. Um, we briefly touched on it before. I feel like the Beck Goddard has really gotten the best out of her, and her confidence is sky high more than anything, boys. I think that she's attacking each contest well, working hard up the ground, and um, just playing a role really nicely and got the ultimate reward, which was a, a great win on the weekend for her team. So she gets uh, my Woman of the Week nomination. Bloody great selection. Bloody happy for her too, Miller, because she – I've seen a lot of her in the VFLW last couple of years, and she looked so good as a forward. She presented well. She pressured well. She was able to push up as, as a midfielder as well, win a fair share of the, con- the contested ball. And to see her have a game like this is just a true testament to her hard work. So great shout. Absolutely. Doc, who have you gone with this week? Um, so we're going to go to the Sunday game. Uh, Carlton Collingwood was, was quite an exciting game in the lead-up, but it turned out to be a, just a right sort of... Uh, <laughs> Bit of a fizzler. Bit of a, bit of a fizzler of a game. Game was done by a uh, quarter time because Carlton looked like they were getting nowhere near the bloody contested <laughs> ball. But I thought no, in the last quarter, though, here's the thing. Carlton had seven inside 50s up to three-quarter time. They had 14 alone in the last quarter. Jesus. And as Carlton kept peppering and peppering their inside 50s, I thought there was one player that I thought stood up really, really well. Uh, in the absence of Stacker, in the absence of uh, Selena Carlson, had been doing pretty good up to this point. And that was Sarah Sansonetti, boys. Yes, um, great shout. 18 disposals, 15 kicks, but 11 intercept possessions and nine contested possessions as well. That's huge. Was, was absolutely a rock in that defensive in that defensive half of the for the Pies, not just in the last quarter, but for the entire day when, you know, the, the, the Blues were sort of having to push a little bit after halftime. You know, Sansonetti was just, you know, just had the hand up. No, nah, not, <laughs> not doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, no, she was she was fantastic today. Uh, uh, she was fantastic on the weekend, Anthony. That's my woman. Great call. Great like call, it. Doc. Great recognition. I love the players who don't normally get too recognised in these segments getting a shout. Um, and I've gone for another one, boys, from the Pies. Lots of love, love for the Pies this week. Oh, yes. Um, but this woman uh, just recently got traded over to the Pies. Uh, Grace Campbell, gentlemen, I've been saying it for years. She's a midfielder. <laughs> Put her in the guts and let her go to work. And Steve Simons has finally answered my prayers and has done just that. She was huge in this game, boys. Probably her career best game, full stop. Um, 17 disposals, 12 tackles for her, 6 contested possessions. Um, she managed to get into the midfield for a lot of the game too. 24 pressure acts, 3 marks, um, 3 of those clearances too. And uh, the 2 inside 50s. She was awesome, gentlemen. Just a, great to see how she's coming to the pies and really taken on um, the extra opportunity that, that's come her way, and um, she's been a big part of why they're still in finals contention, I think, at the moment, um, Campbell. So she gets the shout this week. Cool. That's a that's yeah. a great shout. Probably the best game I've seen from from Grace Campbell since she started in the AFLW. Remember Miller when she was at Richmond, and it was literally <laughs> it was literally Boncon take on the world, and Grace Campbell was was literally in the sidecar just trying to do her bit and. Uh, she's been a she's been a big uh, sort of beneficiary of this move to switch Bree Davy from pure time pure midfielder to as yeah. a half forward hybrid. Um, you know, Campbell's getting more minutes in in the stoppages, more minutes in the centre bounces, yeah. um, and she's thriving in it. She's not, if she's not tackling, she's winning the contested ball, and she's uh, 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 proving to be a great extractor for them. 
Absolutely. She's been unreal. Let's move on, boys. Uh, Millie did a very good job with the team of the week last week, but I'll be taking the reins back. Thank you. Hand back over the keys. Now piss off. Uh, get me back in the, in the driver's seat. <laughs> Thanks, Millie. Now piss off. Get out of the box. <laughs> no, very good team last week, Miller. Very, very good choices all around. Couldn't argue with most of it. Um, but this week, I'll be taking the reins back over for round seven. Starting from the back line, Viv Saad gets my spot. Uh, in the back pocket, Very she was good. huge uh, for the Suns. Not a great day for the defenders, but uh, she stood up all day long. Similarly, Charlie Thomas uh, <laughs> had a pretty rotten day themselves, the Eagles, but <laughs> she was huge behind the ball and earned a spot at full back well and truly. Erica O'Shea off the half back line, boys. Uh, some of her games have been a bit underrated, I think, this year. She was great for North rebounding out of defence every time Port kicked it straight to them. Uh, Centre half back, Ayla Sheeran, mentioned her before. One of the very few for Richmond that kept trying all game long. She was awesome. Docs win of the week, Sarah Cincinnati gets the spot on the halfback <laughs> line. Uh, my two wingers, because we do actually name wingers here at A3. She did get some time on the inside, like Doc said, but Caitlin Ashmore gets one spot on the wing. Hawthorne's best on by a, probably a, a fair margin. Christy Stratton is a case in there too, but Ashmore was very good. Neve Kelly on the other wing. Boys, a uh, huge game from her on Friday night. She's had a great year basically, all round. Um, into the forward line, Zali Goldsworthy has to get a spot in half forward flank. Yes, oh, yes. Zali, she was awesome. Uh, Miller's woman from the Crows, Caitlin Gould, uh, she gets a spot. Nice, oh, Gouldie. <laughs> Centre half forward. You know, you love her, Miller. I said I said pre-game, I thought she might kick four. She kicked three. Came very, very close. <laughs> Just teased us, Deb. <laughs> she did, she did. Uh, a young woman who's enjoying a breakout year at the Ruse. Alice O'Loughlin on the other half forward flank. Three oh. snags for her. She's been awesome across the year. How about that bouncer, Cap? Oh, oh, there's freakish goals at Arden Street on the weekend. They had three of those from the boundary. Oh, wait, that just... yeah. What are they doing? Bloody <laughs> show, it was bloody showtime at Arden Street. Last year, last year we were criticising them for uh, not getting enough goals, and now they're just doing it for, for fun. Just yeah, fun. Pull them out of their asses. Uh, very, very good. Uh, full forward, Alyssa Bannon with the five bagger. Yes. Uh, the third demon to kick five goals this year, boys. How's that? Bloody ridiculous. Uh, you can geez, see it back of, out there, isn't it? Speaking of showtime. <laughs> it's always listed about in showtime. Down in the mines, at least they got a show down there for once. Uh, Amelia Yassir in the forward pocket. <laughs> Another shining light for the Tigers. Kicks three and got a rising star nomination. Into the rough in the midfielders. Steph Killer Wales, boys. What oh. a season this young woman is having for us. Uh, she is just, said on Poppy Kelly. She has developed so well, and yes, Poppy Kelly didn't know it hit her, and uh, Jemima Wood certainly didn't know it hit her either. Uh, she was awesome. Loved her game on the weekend. Ebony Marinoff gets into the middle. Um, yep. Just a monster game, as always, Noffy. She's just a beast, tackling beast, clearance beast. We know what you're going to get from Noffy. Um, Jazzy Garner. Doc, we got the stat. Broke the record for metres gained. Oh geez, we thought we thought Noffy would uh, would have held on to it uh, after the win against the Giants for a while, but uh, Jesse Garner just answered the challenge, and Jesus Christ, she nearly broke the eight hundred mark. Someone someone will do it by the end of next year. Someone yep. will, guaranteed, I like that. guaranteed. Um, she gets in there, and my final spot in the midfield goes to Ellie Anderson because somehow people still sleep on Ellie Anderson, even though she won the bloody best and fairest last year. Onto the bench, boys. Uh, we'll start with one midfield rotation. Ash Riddell, uh, just an absolute. Partner in crime to Jazzy Garner. Um, defensive rotation, Chantel Emmonson. I said it before, boys. Best, one of the best small defenders in the comp at the moment. She was huge on the weekend. Um, Jesse Wardlaw gets the ruck backup spot. Um, what, a, what a great season she's had since she's moved into the ruck role um, for the Saints. Great move by Del Santo. She was huge once again on the weekend um, against the Giants. Uh, my forward rotation I've given to uh, young Postlethwaite boys. Yes. Um, quietly the two snags. I like that. Clash. Um, she was very, very good, um, the Poss, and thought she did a good bit around the ball when she got her chances too, so she gets the spot in there for the first time this year. And um, Rounding out the team, my other midfield rotation, Amy McDonald, um, a player that I certainly have not given enough love to across this year, but she is such an important ball winner in that Geelong midfield, especially with Prisparks getting tagged every single week now. Uh, she's been awesome, Amy, so she gets the final spot in the team. And that is the team of the week for round seven, boys. That's a good team, Cat. That's a great team. Very good team. I didn't hear Ella Roberts in that team, Cat. You don't have anything against her, do you? <laughs> well, well, that's a good segue, uh, Doc. And also don't hear uh, Mick Pryor in the team as coach of the week. Yes, uh, yes um, you will not be getting uh, anywhere near this team. Thank you very much. 
Jeez, he wouldn't even be in the reserves coach of the week, Miller. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Ella Roberts, that is a great segue, Doc, into oh, our fantasy yes. chat this week. Yes. Oh, boy, for anyone following along at home, you knew, you knew that me and Doc are going head-to-head this week, and you wouldn't believe it, Doc has gotten over me by one single <laughs> point. One yep. point. <laughs> Unbeaten streak rolls on, baby. <laughs> <sighs> had a nightmare, boys. I've had a nightmare the past two weeks. Um, well, you boys explained it very good last week. Uh, my disaster with Bushy coming into the team. Um, it's just gotten worse for me from here. So two losses in a row. Uh, I've got to really win every single one of the rest of my games to try and get back in contention for the top, but it's not going to happen. Haven't heard, haven't heard anything about Nat Wood this week, Cat, uh, uh, have you? <laughs> no, it wasn't Woody's fault this week. Uh, it was my own stupidity. Could have Captain Garner and won. Um, but anyway, we move on. Uh, good win for you again, Miller, this week. Uh, cracking into the 1400s again, mate. You've bounced back very, very nicely. Yeah, Jesus is good. Building. <laughs> Jesus, indeed, it is good. I uh, had a word to the girls that said lift. Give me a little bit of a little bit of something. And, uh, yeah, pretty good this week. Um, happy with it. Some good, some good um, uh, efforts from your backline too, Miller. Charlie Thomas cracked a ton. Viv Sard, 85. Ayla Sheeran, yep. 77. Yep, very good, very good. Um, I'd be impressed with uh, Fitzgerald as well. A couple of good scores, 40-odds, a couple of weeks, so that's not too bad. But, uh, yeah, no, tracking along quite nicely. Not too bad. Very, yeah, very good. Geez, few, few, few of them are starting to really creep into the 1600s now, uh, or nearly creeping into the 1600s. You know, Liam with the Emeritus Professors with yeah. a 1583. Goodness, yeah, uh, top score of the week there from Liam. Very, uh, very good. Logger with a 1544. Blanche's ex is uh, Dominic with a 1546. So, you know, we're, we're doing all right with a 1400. I mean, we're just getting by, but Jesus Christ, some of these guys are yeah, going to be... Uh, yeah, these guys are going to be hard to bloody beat. They are. Well, um, yes, congratulations to Liam once again. It's probably about the fifth time he's gotten the top score of the week, I reckon. Um, Shockmasters, yeah, going along nicely too. Um, moves this week, boys. Uh, for yes. me, it's going to depend a fair bit on whether Mads does get suspended or not. If she gets off, I might keep her in, but I might actually just trade her out regardless because she's going to get tagged against the Suns. I don't know how big she'll go against the Carlton midfield. So... At the moment, I'm looking at Maddie Sparkus out, Elise Parker out. She's out injured for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Um, and Alana G out. Chaz comes in. Jenna Bruton comes in. And Ruby Tripodi comes into my bench just to hopefully make a little bit of cash in the last few weeks. So it's all midfield this week for me, boys. Uh, Tanya Kennedy survives. Christy Stratton survives as well. Um, but hopefully I'll be able to upgrade them by the end of the year. Let's bloody hope so. Jeez, yeah. it's, uh, it's not bad moves. Some I've had, had my hand forced a little bit in the midfield, but yeah. uh, I think we, we've done well there to get Chad's in. I mean oh, to get her oh. in basically all together. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, yeah, I like that. I mean, she's oh, always going to get in there. I, I've made some interesting moves. I've, I've got rid of Ellie Blackburn. I don't know. I'm not sure. If she's fit, Doc, do you think she'll she'll be all right? Oh, no, she, she should be fine, uh, Ellie okay. Blackburn. Maybe uh, but at the moment I've taken her out. Uh, our, fa- our favourite uh, Mia Gervin's come out. Sorry, and uh, I've gone for the upgrade in the ruck. Could move some magnets around, boys. And Ali Morfitt is in. Cool. She's in. Ooh. I've done Jeez. that, and I've brought in. Uh, not really a favourite of Docs anymore, but uh, Jess Fitzgerald. I'm going for Jess. I think she's going to bounce back. Had a decent little score this week. I think she's going to build back up after a very very slow season, say the least. Yeah, no, she played well on the weekend, didn't she? Um, so, look, maybe sneaky one. And I'll tell you what, Ali Morfitt, you've picked a good time to jump on her because uh, yeah. she's lost a little, little bit of money in recent weeks. Since I traded her in, she's had 72 and 62. <laughs> she knows so, that you picked her and she says yeah, no. Yeah, no, she, I just feel like this is all deliberate to try and stop me from uh, uh, getting the unbeaten streak, uh, keeping the unbeaten streak alive. But um, oh, those good, those are good deals, uh, Miller. I don't mind them. What about you, Doc? What are you? Who are you magneting in and out? So I've gone a bit bold this week. Um, I've traded out Jess Allen to get a little bit of uh, salary space. I've traded in da- uh, Darcy Davis Ooh, uh, from it. the Suns. Uh, so I've, I've made about four hundred k of. Uh, of Salary space there. I've had to move on Daria Bannister because I brought her in last week and she didn't did a ACL. <laughs> Rotten luck um, and very yeah, very unfortunate news for, for oh. Daz. A couple of big oh. ACLs this week as well. Keely Coyne too. 
Um, yeah. Abby Ballard, two in one game. It's bloody shocking weekend she, tried to, she went back on to try and run out of the game, Keely Coyne. What the hell is she on? These girls are bloody built like something else. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know either. All the best, so but, but, yeah. but, but, but anyway, Daria Bannister actually did very well for me uh, this week, Seven, 74. Um, probably would have got me about 90-odd if she would uh, had not injured her knee. But I've done a little sideways trade here. I've got her out. I've brought in Neve Kelly fresh off an 85 uh, game against the uh, the Dogs. She's going to fill in my last spot in the forward line. And I've moved on Tanya Kennedy after a back-to-back really poor week. So she had 30 this week. Um, and I've got in one Charlie Thomas um, to <sighs> – to fill in to fill in my back line, so it was looking all it's looking all right now. The back line, I mean, Viv Sard had a nice little eighty five uh, piece. Uh, Gab Pound came through for me this week, fifty six after doing literally nothing in the first three quarters. Um, and female Drisco was all right, sixty two. That's not that's not bad. We'll take that. Uh, Mira Gervin, you're on thin ice, mate. Thirty one, <laughs> uh, not good enough. Not good enough, he says. Jeez, all right. All right, good move, Stock. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm worried this week, boys. I've got the undefeated Ararat Rats. Yeah. Um, his team's looking very good. He outscored me by about oh, 20-odd this week. So I smell, I smell three losses in a row coming yeah. your way, Cat. I knew it was going to be a tough period here. I'm hoping the midfield changes can just get me over the line. We'll see how we go. I'm going to need a good captaincy here. Um, but some big matchups across the board as well. Uh, Millie, you've got Pete Holden, um, 12th versus 11th, so you could jump up over Sheep the kick is going on at it, Cap. <laughs> kick his cup, is it? Uh, Hugo and the Shockmasters taking on Logger, Parks and Gardens, first versus fifth. That could decide who goes through to the grand final, you never know. Um, and Doc, you've got Hop, Skep and Jump, who's been sitting okay in eighth. Um, might be a bit of a challenge for you. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be an interesting uh, match because hop, skip, and jump. What did they score? Thirteen eighty three last week. So you would have you would have had them covered, but yeah, th- still th- scoring well. Yeah, thirteen eighty three. So yeah, decent score. So we'll be in for a, in for another good one, I reckon. A few big ones coming up. Uh, let's move on to the rolling all Australian team. Doc, just slip us through any changes to the team this week. Um, just two uh, this week. I feel like uh, the midfielders have all held their spots really, really well. Uh, a tough one at full forward. I've taken out Dakota Davidson, and I've Ooh. had to bring in Eden Zanker because she's leading the goal kicking oh, at the moment. You've got to. Seven, 17 goals for the season. She's in flying form at the moment. And I've also, this one's a bit of a bit of an interesting one, but I've traded out uh, one Tani Evans, and I've brought in someone, a little left field, going to give me a little bit of dash on the halfback line. Go on. I've brought I've brought in Daisy Darcy. Daisy I feel, Darcy. I feel I can't. Jeez. I just don't know what. I just feel like they've. Um, she's been very, very good across the half back line this year. But had a much improved year. Wow. That is a that is a, a big selection, Doc. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Can't wait to be told. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I've, <laughs> I I'm rate so, it, mate. Every every game I've seen in the sun, she's been very, very consistent, Darcy. So she she's top. She's top two in the competition for rebound fifties, and she and and she and she's kicking at about seventy percent. So he's talking about unsung heroes for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sixteen disposals per game too. So it's not like she hasn't been terrible. No, um, I've rate that doctor is very very good. Yeah, so she's going to be my uh, little halfback flanker coming off the bench. So everything still as is. I thought Ponta was pretty was pretty good um, under close attention on the weekend. Defensive line still good, but I'm. Keep an eye out on Emily Borg as well for Port Adelaide. I was just yes. telling Cat off air, uh, Miller. Yeah. Interesting fact: twenty-five contested defensive one-on-ones this year, highest of anyone, cool. any key defender in the competition. She's only lost once. Jeez, that's that's got to get in the team, surely. That's pretty um, elite. Yeah. Well, the only problem is I'm not. I can't. Don't know who I'm going to defer out, out, out of out of Ferg, out of Libby Birch, out of Emma Driscoll, mm. out of out of Gunji. I can't really just... get any of them out at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, you all have to stay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Well, good changes, Doc. Um, we're, we're keen to see how it closes out. It's only a few weeks to go. A few people got to put their hands up and say, we want to get in this team. Um, but yeah. <laughs> might change before yeah. now and then. Who knows? Yes, well, the midfielders were all pretty good this weekend. You know, Noffy, Jazzy Garner broke the league record for metres gained. Ali Anderson was terrific. Wingers were still terrific. Dempsey and Conway. Um Chaz, Laura Gardner, Ash Riddell off the bench. That was dethroning these guys. Someone's going to come out, no but chance. no one can. No 
All right, boys, let's close out with our tips for round eight. Few big games this week, especially the top four all facing off against each other. But it starts off on Friday night with Hawthorne and Richmond up in Cairns. How do we go, uh, first of all, in the tips? Oh, uh, yes, that's so true. I, I did quite well this week, actually, boys. Uh, man, I'll, take we'll I'll take seven. Uh, so, yeah, Miller and I got seven and Cats on eight. So, 44 yes. for Miller, 43 for me, and 42 for Cat. So, now this is where it's going to get very juicy now. I oh, think. It's come down for the wire. It is coming out like Well, important games this week, boys, to choose from. Now, like oh. I said, Hawthorne Richmond in Cairns on Friday night. I'm in I'm in two minds to tip the Hawks here, boys. I might do it. You should be in one mind, Cat, and tip them. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not tipping Richmond. We are shit. I'm tipping um, Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm tipping Hawthorne too. Oh, rubbish this whole episode, can I? No. No, oh, you've you've always you've always sort of had a mind to back your team here, Miller. Oh, I'll go us by a point. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. I'll say, I'll say Hawthorne by seven. Yeah, fair. Um, now I'm going to say Hawthorne by seven as well. Seven. Seven. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bulldogs in Sydney at Witten Oval on Saturday. Is this the time for your first win, Doc? <laughs> oh, I just don't want to tip us, but I, I've got a sneaking suspicion about this game. If we can shut, if we can shut Chloe Malloy out, I think we win. Uh, who is doing that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's 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 stick Georgia Sathis on it for a change. I don't know. Oh, yeah, give it a go. Why not? I, I, who I, is I thought, doing this? I, I thought I thought our effort was really really good on Friday night. You know, I mean, they kicked two goals more than I expected they'd kick. Um, much much getting better by the week, Doc. Um, with that said, I think get worse. I'll, see, tip, see, see, I'll tip the Swans. You see, you see what happens when there's no Katie Lynch in the team, Miller? We actually look half competent <laughs> with the ball in they, here. They look good. They look good. Um, I'm going to get the dogs. I like Doc. I've got a sniff. First went home. Yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm get the dogs. Go dogs. Get up, get up this week. Save Nathan Burke's job. All right. This is going to be a huge game, boys. Brisbane oh. and Adelaide at Brighton Homes Arena. Oh. I actually think I'm going to tip Brisbane here. I'm going, to, I'm going to go to the Lions. Where the fuck is Brighton Homes Arena? That's, that's, uh, that's Springers. 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 Oh, why don't they just Springers. put Springers down there? I like Springers. Because <laughs> um, the ESPN doesn't address it as Springers, Miller. Please address it as Springers. Uh, Brisbane by... Oh, it'll be under a goal, I reckon, this game. This will be huge. Is he on Brisbane too, Miller? We're both yeah. saying Adelaide's first loss of the year here. Yeah, I just think Brisbane... They're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. I think an interesting couple of weeks up and down, but I think they'll be strong here. I'm going Adelaide. I'm not convinced with Brisbane against the top teams at the moment. Um, I'm not particularly uh, impressed with how they're playing at Springers either. Well, I'm not um, going to write them off the Lions. I mean, who they've only? I mean, they've only won once this year, and they've lost the rest of their game. So yeah, it was, and Sydney was the only one they beat. No, yeah, Sydney was the only one they beat, and even then, Sydney sort of you know. After quarter time, gave them a big run for their money. So, yeah, uh, go Crom. <laughs> go Crom. There you go. All right. Um, Giants and Carlton. The other game oh. is time slot here. Uh, Carlton. I don't think the Giants are going to win another game without yeah, Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, I'm not. Not. I'm not watching this game. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to get Carlton to respond. I thought they were pretty terrible uh, on the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go to Blues as well. I think Giants are shit. <laughs> There you go. Right. Uh, Port and Gold Coast in the Saturday twilight slot. Uh, Gold Coast here, boys. They, they'll bounce back after the Yeah, I think so. I'm going to answer. Any news on uh, Hannah Ewing's uh, return to footy at the moment? Cause, uh, uh, no. Uh, no? Um, no? Oh, gee, she, she's had such a fall from Grace Cat. Um, she's she's that... really got to get her, get her head in it. Get her head back in the footy. Um, was, was telling Miller, uh, she just does not look fit. Uh, and, she and, I, and I don't know whether or not it's sort of you know a weight issue because she looks a l- little bit more top heavy this this year, um, but she just she has not had any no she, she has not had any midfield minutes. Uh, she's you know barely had an impact on the ground. She just looks like she's just not fit. Yeah, no, well, I think there's a reason too. why she's been in the forward line all year. Um, she's clearly not up to the standard at the moment. Um, having said that, Suns Suns will completely destroy them. So we're all going Suns, boys? Yep, Suns. <laughs> yep, Suns. Go Snus. Yep. Go Snus. Uh, Melbourne taking on North at Icon. Oh, Park. This is must-watch football. Huge. <laughs> you can't. You could not get me away from a TV to watch this game. Must-watch football, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to say the Ds. 
Um, North always, they've had their demons with the Ds over the past few years. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Good one. That's hilarious. <laughs> what is that? That is uh, funny. Melbourne, uh, Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Yeah, I'll go Melbourne too. Melbourne have the best defensive record in the comp. Uh, North Melbourne are the best defensive side in the comp. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm no one's scoring. Yet, it's one zero. <laughs> I haven't said anything yet, Bill. Um, <laughs> oh, man. What's he going to say? Oh, jeez. I don't know. I'm going to go north. Oh, huge call, Doc. Huge I'm gonna, call. I'm going to go north. I just feel more. I just I feel it. I just <laughs> feel like you got, Doc. Go with your gut. I just feel like this is this is the this is the week. Uh, Ferguson on Zanka. I want to see that. Oh, has to oh. So who's, Sarah, who's on Kane Hall? Sarah Wright, All give right. her the job. Like, who's on Taylor? Uh, um, is she even playing? Maybe the hospital bed. Uh, <laughs> I think she'll come back into this game. Um, oh, geez, that's a good question. Um, good who's maybe, left? Yeah, who who is left? Um, uh, midfield battle. Midfield battle will be really good as well. Jazzy Garner on the on on Tyler Hanks. Yes. Uh, who else we got? Riddell on Purcell. Purcell, you put, yeah. You put Shannon on on um, Taylor. The last oh. oh, that's not a bad shout, actually. That's good from you, Cat. I like that. That is, that is good. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be a cracking game, isn't it? I'm going to go north. Must watch need football. A, must must need a, watch football. Do not miss pit. this game. Whatever you do. Pod. <laughs> Collingwood and Geelong kicking off Sunday footy. Uh, I think the Cats here, boys, um, more injuries for the Pies, not good. Um, I think they're going to also run out of legs in this finals from here. Uh, so go Cats. Yeah, I'm uh, also going Geelong too. Jeez, every time we sort of count out Collywood, they always seem to find a way to respond, don't they? <laughs> they, um, they do, they do. Um, but I think the Cats are just a better team at the moment, Doc. Yeah. Oh, look, it'll be interesting. It'll be a, it'll be one of those slogs again. It'll be like it'll be two goals to one, and somebody <laughs> just scrapes at home. I'm going to go the Cats. All right. Now this is an interesting game here, boys. Uh, I wouldn't have said this about a clash between these two in the past, but Freo and St Kilda at Freo Oval. Uh, Saints and very very good. No, no, I don't want to hear no. that from you, Alex Mill. I don't no. want to hear the snooze game. No, it won't be. No, it's it not the snooze game. Contest point of view, Cat, it will be good. One of these teams, whoever wins of these two teams, actually is still a genuine chance at finals. Don't know how, but this is true. Um, I, I mean, Frio play Melbourne <laughs> next week, so that'll be them done. I um, say, I'm going to go the Saints here. I've got a feeling, boys. I'm, I'm, tipping, I'm tipping the Saints too, Miller. Okay. As far as as far as I'm concerned, Frio was shot, boys. Um, they uh, they what? just they just don't know what they're doing with the ball half the time. What's their like, brand? Exactly. Well, what is their brand? You know, I don't know what they like. A couple of weeks ago, when they beat your mob, Miller, they, we right. saw a more freewheeling sort of style. I thought we'd moved away from my shit too. How have we been right back into this? <laughs> oh, don't follow us even more, please. But but since then, they yeah, just they haven't done anything. Since then, they've just stalled on what mm. they're doing, and I just don't know without Kara Bowers in this team where they go. No turbo, um, literally no turbo. Um, so Saints have won four in a row. They've been in pretty good form too, by 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 the looks of it. I mean, geez, how good was Gianna Smith on the weekend, Cat? <sighs> unreal, absolutely unreal. Oh, we love it a bit. Um, Saints, Saints are going to win five in a row. There you go, bang! Del Santo keeps his job. Um, <laughs> final game of the round. I'll be there at Windy Hill. Thank oh, God, finally keen to be back there. Snooze. <laughs> We're taking on the Eagles at five oh five. This is a snooze time slot. It's going to be dark by the time I get home. Bloody hell! This will bring, be seventy points, Cat. <laughs> bring your blanket, Cat. Um, oh look, it's it's probably the best time for us to have injuries mounting because um, we're playing the most shit team you could possibly come up against. Yeah, easily the shittest coach you've come, come against. <laughs> I think we win this even without Mads, boys. Uh, West Coast are atrocious. Yep. Does, jo- does Georgia Nanscorn go off this week? Oh, has like a, a good mam- chance to. Have 35. Has a, has a mammoth game. Give, give her 35 touches, Doc. Why not? Yeah, oh, yeah give it to her. Give it I, to- I, I need it for my fantasy. You're in this week. You're going to get out this week. <laughs> this week. five in this game. Oh. She's just going to absolutely ream the West Coast backline against Sophie McDonald too. That'll be that'll be a tantalising matchup. It's a big matchup, but uh, there's, we're going to have about fifty inside fifties. So 
that's, that's, gen- that, that's pretty uh that's not very generous cat i'd say 150 uh <laughs> assuming you're going to as well then miller uh no i'm going eagles of course i'm going yes that's the stupidest question <laughs> ever asked on this show don't even ask it ever again all right Essendon you've, boys. you've had you've had now to come up with that question cat it's <laughs> and two boys and if the lions lose we'll be in the top four. Oh, that's naughty oh that is get, naughty you know we're getting around that you know nat, nat wood for all the shit you've given her over the over the last year cat <laughs> i know she could she she could be coach of the year. She could. She's guided us very, very well. Thank you, Matt. We love you. We love you. I do love Matt. Uh, I've just had my choice words, you know. That would be the biggest crystal ball sort of thing you've ever seen. We're talking shit about it and it's catch of the year. She's the best. Oh, dear. Never any, any doubts. No, never. No, never any doubts. We trust you. Haven't heard anything about Joanne Doon in the last few weeks either, Mill. Uh, yeah, good. That's because she's been on the team. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do us for this week's episode of the A340 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us <laughs> once again. Good to be back with you boys. Uh, just absolutely pissing ourselves. Make sure you follow us across all our socials so you know when new episodes come out. A340 podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A340 on Twitter. And we have our email at a340.gmail.com. Trade period oh, is still what... going as well for the men. What... We're going to have a wrap tomorrow when it yes. all wraps up. Cannot Jeez. wait for that. Oh, goodness, I didn't pose myself here. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. Stick with us here at A3. We're into the pointy end of the AFLW season. We cannot wait. We're nearly at finals. How good. Go, Woody. Yeah, go the goat tour. That's why she's the goat. See you later, bro.